0: Hello, this is, everybody, this is January, I forgot the date, January 30th, 2012, and yet another year of our Lord, sitting here, awaiting to go to work, praise the Lord, for the work of the hands, may the money not be hoarded, as probably 99.9% of the Americans are doing, in 100% That the American Body of Christ Is doing today And should not be doing Is hoarding May it not be hoarded May it as freely as it came in Freely go back out May it not be what I earned but What God Allowed me to To have to use for his name Okay, that wasn't what I was coming here for. Praise God for it. Turn to uh, Luke. This is King James Version. Luke chapter 6. With me? Verses 32 through 33. The whole context. We're not going to go back there It's Talking about the law of love. Starts in verse 27. Uh, But actually, for us who know how to rightly divide the word of God, the whole context is the word of God. Actually, Luke was probably, I think because of his earthly position of physician, of doctor, medical practitioner, he had to be extremely detailed. Luke is probably one of the most detailed writers, and I think that's why God so mightily used him. But is he above the others? No. None of these uh, men and women are above each other. But God is God of all. So verses 32 to 34 For if we love them which love you, what thank have ye? For sinners also love those that love them. <coughs> and if ye do good to them which do good to you, what thank have ye? For sinners also do even the same. And if ye lend to them of whom ye hope to receive, what thank have ye for sinners also lent to sinners to receive as much again? So, sure, if not more, actually. Uh, unfortunately, are we not practicing this in the church today in America? Have we not gone back to our earthly heritage, which for the most of us come out of Europe, in the European church, uh, especially the Church of England, um, where. They began to the once they got to those leadership positions, they turned away from God, though they still lifted up his name and used his name, but it was for their personal benefits. They basically became, made themselves Pharisees, uh, even though God put them in those positions to be as a shepherd. Um, But do we not do that today with our individual church buildings? We only refuse to fellowship. We refuse to fellowship with those that aren't currently attending our weekly body of members. Forgetting the command in Hebrews 13, I believe, thirteen, that we are all one body throughout the world and we should fellowship. God has allowed Tools to be put in place. They were originally brought in by secular means, but God has turned it around for His glory and His good and His purposes with cell phones, uh, telephone services in general, cellular services, texting, email, Facebook, whatnot, a whole plethora of means. To continue to fellowship. If we. Actually rightly divide the word of God. We should be clearly seeing. By God's. Wisdom. By God's direction. By God's clarity. That he has not ordained. The institution of church. Church is supposed to be all the body together throughout the world. And it was never meant to just be. Coming together on Sunday mornings, and the rarity Sunday nights, or oh, become what has become the rarity. It's still prevalent in certain bodies, and what has become, and perhaps even a Wednesday night, day. That f- this fellowship in unity is supposed to be practiced seven days per. Weak. There is nothing apart from the Old Testament which is an example of things to come. is a foreshadow of it. No less, we are not to live in the Old Testament ways. We are to see them as God purpose for them. And that is a foreshadow of His body, of His work that has come to pass and come to fruition and is still coming to fruition for those that has that have eyes to see. Uh the old testament the Israelites were teaching and taught to only be amongst themselves, but and to not really fellowship, but in the New Testament we are to love those that are outside and pray God bring them into the body of Christ now that He has opened up in the age of the Gentiles. We have not done that. We have to love sinners but not the sin. We have to love them enough to want to see them come into the body of Christ. Want them to become brothers and sisters in Christ but we got to be careful the way we love them. If we're loving them just to get their favor and let them see our good morals, It ain't about morals. It's about Jesus Christ. If He is not being seen in us and through us and heard. If we are not praising Him for everything, even the minuscule things. If we are spending more time on our secular work, on our secular activities, and just thinking that we are glorifying Him, we have become deceived. We are loving them just to get their favors. If we only go out for f- Sunday night, a uh, Sunday afternoon lunch with only those that have money or only those that have businesses that can benefit a particular aspect of our life, we are sinning. We are basically fulfilling this scripture. If we believe that any one of us. Has to perform a work. A thing. Before. A need. A particular need is. I'm struggling here. Both shaking, fearing before the Lord. But also do not want this to become an appeal. Or a guilt trip. God is not a kind of guilt. That's the devil that does that. But we are not. Supposed. To just say, well, if you work so many hours at this job, then you can earn enough to have this. That's the way the world looks. When we go into work every day, it's not to say, well, if I work just eight hours, then, you know, at the end of the week or pay period, we'll get, uh, you know, we'll get paid for that. And then we give Uncle Sam a portion of it. You know, we're giving Uncle Sam the first portions. And he is taking it gladly, before God is getting his portion. The moment we should go in there, we should be willing to lose our jobs for the name for the name of Jesus to see somebody come to Christ. If nobody's coming to Christ through our secular work, if our family members that are still without Christ are not hearing Jesus, because Jesus is the gospel. Gospel is just not his work. It's him and through his work that he done, he fulfilled, he did all the work. We are basically supposed to remain seated in him, but not so seated when he gets up to go to work about the Father's business, we should be right there with him. Do we ever have we ever noticed the disciples automatically knew when morning came when they woke up while they were physically sleeping and Jesus was wherever, in a desert place, a mountain, praying to the Father, sitting with the Father, enjoying His fellowship, that they knew they were getting ready to go somewhere. They didn't know where. They just knew when the Master woke up. And when the Master came down off that prayer time, He was there. They just, okay, let's go. Where are we going today? Let's do it. They might not even advance that, but I'm sure they did, because we do. And God doesn't say that's wrong. But if we're looking for us that have something, when God gives us something, when God gives us, provides us, say for instance, $100,000, are we automatically going to think, oh, okay, gee, let's go out and buy a 200000 use that for deposit and buy a $200,000 house. And then just, you know, know that he'll give us the other $100,000. Will he? Or will he not? What <laughs> of the, you know, one of the $100,000 was to pay off a particular debt, which was probably say $10,000. I like easy numbers out there. Same thing as the world does. And the other 90000 is supposed to be given to somebody that needs that 90000 Maybe God wants to remove them. Remember, God is not a God of debt. We got to stop compromising in that area of debt. God doesn't need to mention a thousand times no debt. He said no debt because it's a bondage. And it also causes His blessing, His future blessings to go only towards the fulfillment of that debt instead of where it's supposed to be when we have houses not everybody is supposed to own a big home when we buy that big home we are tying up his money for 20 30 years yeah he still is able to to provide somebody with a $300,000 home if he chooses to do it but if we look in scripture i don't i see very few of them that were in an area for more than you know, a few years or more than 20 years. Most of us, when we see some kind of a human revival, and that's pretty much what the revivals we're seeing today are. Now, God will get glory and can use any of it in our weakness, and he does. But we truly are not seeing, when we rightly divide the word of God and look at the book of Acts, we are still looking at it. And I'm saying we because I still struggle with this. From man's perspective. We only look at particular verses in context. What was going on. That is not in scripture. The whole word of God is the context. What is God doing for the... Okay, how does it relate to God's plans throughout the whole world? The whole word of God reveals himself. Period. It's about him. Not us. When we look at the lost, we need to be in prayer listening more than opening our mouths. It's not just Jesus is our advocate. Yes, I love it, and I love you all. Continue to continue praying for me. I'm always trying to lift you up and lift up your prayer needs that God does want us to do. But our first mandate, our first advocate, it's not our prayers that move God. It's Jesus' prayer for us. Our advocate is sitting right at his right hand. He's sitting on the throne. And is wearing his crown that he deserves. He is worthy of. Him. We will not be worthy for those of us that are getting crowns on, that are part of the bride of Christ. Christ God's still working on that one. That may be another lesson coming. Uh, I'm not there yet. He's there. I'm not there. Yet. Uh, so, but when we see the loss, when we see the sinners. when we see those caught in the trap of homosexuality, when we see those trapped in the minds of cultural disunity, claiming they're doing it in Jesus' name, but they're only reaching one culture—that is not of God. Never was of God. Never intended to be of God. God does not send. One culture to reach their own culture. Another culture to reach their own. God sends those that are obedient. And those that are attentive to hearing him. And listening to him. In order to hear. We have to shut up. Boy do I need to learn that one. Uh, still trying to learn that one. There's a couple of us. That need to learn it more than me. And that's pretty bad out there. Because I need to learn it bad. And that being point blank. There are some of y'all. That need to hear this. More than me. But I'm not lessening myself at all because I still need to get to that place. We need to get back to remembering our Damascus Damascus road-like encounter with God. It's not about religion. Almost every one of us grew up in a religion here in the name of Jesus. You can't go anywhere. You could drive around this part of Kentucky. You could drive around North Carolina and see... Church buildings all over the place that don't mean the wrong sound. They are part of the bride, perhaps. They are definitely part of his body. Whether the part of the bride only God knows that. We need to go and ponder that one message also. Not everybody sitting in church is part of the bride. God, go back and ponder Revelation. Some will be blessed to escape the second death. And they will enjoy. Continue fellowship with the Lord. But when they die. When they. When God keeps them from taking that mark of the beast. They don't know how going to make it become the bride. Those that are part of the bride. They're getting married during that time. And they become married. That's They become one in Christ. They don't look at nothing out. They're the ones enjoying the major reward, just still a reward just to be in the kingdom of heaven for all eternity. And there's gonna be something to get to. But you can see that clearly in scripture if your eyes are there. If they're not becoming dim. Our eyes can become very dim down here. So if we're embracing this economic shaking that is also getting ready to usher in the next age. Brothers and sisters, we are rapidly approaching. Anybody that says it could be another 10 years, yes, it could be. However, if you're rightly dividing the Word of God, there is no spirit for a person that could say it, that can honestly say it's that far out. But is it going to happen on December 21st, 2012? Oh, no. God do not work on millions of times. Besides, that date's false out there because we know that's the flood. That's Genesis chapter 7, for those that see it. And for those that have also watched it, I still like that movie because I like those kind of action movies. I love them. I love those kind of, uh, I don't know why. I mean, I just love them. I like Earthquake and all that stuff. I don't like the cussing in it, but I just see what man does. Unrepented, unregenerated man does. I mean, that's, but anyways. a Side note, does anybody. For those that have seen that movie, then anybody knows the replacement theology that's very clear on there it's and that replacement theology is a false doctrine. I'm not gonna bring it up. May the spirit give you wisdom and give you clarity. the Holy Spirit, but let's get back to this one for those of us that have currently not going through the low point or currently not going through a deep pruning that had financial resources, what are you using them for? Are you using it for yourself? Are you using it trying to keep your material things? Maybe God is trying to shake that out of your hand. Maybe you become attached to it like Lot did. Lot did remember Lot didn't want to leave. He moved because Abraham and because God himself moved through Jesus Christ to get him out of there. Because he didn't want to add sorrow to Abraham who was righteous before God. And not on his own righteousness, because it was God's righteousness that imputed to him. If you study the New Testament, also, God doesn't want anybody to perish because Jesus is right there interceding for him. When God looks at us, he's not seeing us now, and he's not supposed to be seeing us, he's supposed to be seeing Jesus within us, abiding in us, in us, in him. Is he abiding in you? Is God seeing you? That ain't good. If God's seeing if God's seen me, that's ugly. God will could easily kill me right now and send me to hell. If he sees you, he could easily kill you right now. You are nothing to God. I am nothing to God. It's Jesus. When we asked, when we rightly became regenerated, we rightly became born again. When God in all his Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit they came to dwell in this temple. He now sees him. It's about him and his work that he wants to do. These vessels aren't supposed to go where he commanded to go. That's what I'm trying to seek right now. When we see the loss, when we see the sinners still, we need to be reminding them God's purpose. We always need to be preaching Jesus. Not need to be preaching anything else. We don't need to be culturalizing it. That is not a scripture either. That's a demonic... We are not to be watering it down so we don't offend it. We were offended before we came to Jesus. We are not supposed to be ticked off and call our lawyers or call our congressmen when a law gets implemented that's against God. Hello? This is a secular government. God's using it, and God will use it, and God will put it in there. But also maybe a test to us. God don't tempt us, but He does test us to see if we're going to obey Him. We will lose what we call our Christian rights here in America. They will all go down because they're not in Scripture. Then we'll see who is truly of the faith when that's all that's left. We should not, never, not be telling our young people to withhold the New Testament or to even stand up for Jesus at school, or even to stop. You know, if they're trained, if they're trained to pray over the food, you don't have to have a long thirty-minute prayer. You don't need It can be just a three-second, "Thank you for this food, bless it." It don't even have to be a loud prayer. You just bow your head and quiet now. Muslim, trust me, you will not tell a Muslim that they can't do that. Muslim child, you will not tell a Mormon. You will not tell a Jehovah's Witness they can't do that. One part of it, we need to be feeling cut to the hearts. At least they're going out proclaiming their false gods, but they don't know the truth. Have any of them sat down? Have any of us actually allowed God to put put one of those deceived fellow Christians of God in front of us and actually take the time to sit down or set up a time let's go to Starbucks or whatever or caribou for you in Charlotte cable don't exceed on that one we are getting ready to have a government that basically when we look at our Christian freedoms out there what we call Christian freedoms they're not Christian freedoms if we compare them to religion in China in that three point or three part Religion that they have, I studied it briefly a little while ago. I don't even know where those notes are at this point. Too many computers said goodbye to me, left me, didn't like me no more, and took certain files with them. But, anyways, you know, God wanted the ones He wanted, He kept the ones He wanted to stay. But, anyways, if we're not taking the time, if we're not seeing them, we're not letting Him use it for His glory, if we're not, if we're only loving those that are in our particular church. I just read something of a very false revival, very false teaching and church planting. Uh, I gotta remember, Lord help me remember what it is. It's related to the similar thing. We think the gospel is only being presented in a church building, then we don't even know what the gospel is. The church is not a building, physical building. It's a living, supposed to be a living, a breathing body of believers. Never. Was never intended to be a building. And the gist of that little PDF file on church planning says, you know, the Gospel of Columbia presented when a church building. That is absolutely frauds. It's not a matter of invite people to your church. Tell them about Jesus right then and there. Sit up now and say, hey, what are you doing for lunch? If you're a co cowork- you know, if it's a co-worker or it's a friend. I says, well, hey, can you take a couple minutes out there, you know, at lunchtime? Or if you're not close enough. Or can you call me tonight or whatever if they're in another state? If you were, like, uh, communicating on email or the phone. And then just let God pray through you. Remember, it's never our intercessory prayers that move God. We need to get away from that. It's when we get it, when we go from our prayers and let the Spirit take over. Spirit of God praying in the same before us. Let Jesus pray through us on their behalf. He'll give us the words right then and there. Continue going with the giddies go. Continue going so we can all you know, lift up the prayers. But we all need to be praying God's will be done and not say, you know, not our own personal motivations to get somebody, you know, to get somebody back. Do we know there are brothers and sisters that only want me to come back for their purposes and not for God's purposes? Now, very well, my God may run me through Shiloh one more time, at least one more time. Paul thought he was going to go to different areas and different times. I think some of them God did bring him through and some of them he never did get there. But because he was obedient, he got to the place, still got to the place where he was obedient to going where God wanted him to go. We need to come out of our little namey-bamby, little church uh, kumbaya socials, uh, little church circles, and take what we learn in those weekly fellowships, what we're hearing from God, and take it out. If we have to hear a message two, three, four, five, six times before we hear it, We become dim. I've been there. And I still get there at a certain point. Then we become dull of hearing. We become dim in our eyes. If we are seeing these before us. And we have the ability. Or we have other brothers and sisters. That have the ability to meet it. And we're not moving in that realm. According to the spirit. Then we become dull. It's very easy to become dull. Very easy in this economy. Let me end with a note to get us all hungering for God even more. Something that I've seen in the spirit lately. And I've seen it through a lot of movies. God, for me, at least uses both secular and religious movies. Um, I'm not going to name any particular movie not to take any glory or any credit at all. However, we ponder. We don't want to ponder very long because we're not gonna be here. We had to be the bride of Christ. We be gone. We don't even have to worry about no packing, no bags. We just lift up our hands. matter of fact, some of us probably won't even lift up our hands. We'll be snatched out. Remember, God snatched away Lot. Lot had a hand on his family. But he didn't have a strong enough hand on his wife. Couldn't save his wife. Wife loved the world. What was he teaching? What was he praying at the gate? Probably praying for his will to be done more than God's will. Now he was, yeah, that was an example of interceding. But it wasn't his prayers. Was he praying for God? Obviously his prayers weren't heard. Abraham's prayers were heard. He cared for the people inside him. But did he really... Did he really care for him? Ow, that just hit me. That hurt. For those of us that have a very strong burden... It's anguish is coming over us for the body of Christ. It needs to be. God wants to bless others with that. He wants to pour out that anguish. He wants to make it so that when we look at this world... We look at the ones that are trying to hang on to things. The corporate executives are trying to hang on to their salaries. There is no revenue... God has put back the majority of the revenue sources because they have turned it for their own personal gain. Corporate executives do really do not want to give jobs anymore to fellow creations of God. Some of y'all corporate, maybe corporate executives. I want you to hear that term. Those employees that were under you, that were let go, are fellow creations of the true and living God. Cutbacks are so corporate executives can get more money when there's no revenue source and no growing revenue source. We have taken our eyes off God. What are we spending God's money on? Again, are we actually going out to the sinners? And listening to them. Hearing them. Letting God show us the cry of their heart. Which is for him. Are we actually standing up for Jesus today? Or are we just standing up for our church? Are we just trying to get numbers in our church? Are we just trying to make sure the pews are filled every week? Or are we trying to sit down? Wherever it could be in front of a Starbucks, it's a testimony to God. I've been blessed. I was giving an opportunity with one of the young people one time. God was giving me the words as clear as we're speaking today. Somebody sitting nearby, I had no clue, I had no mind of them. I was focusing on what God was giving me afterwards. Came up and said, Thank you. I said, Huh. Apparently God had touched A nerve with them We don't know What we may What may happen What may occur When we are actually Sitting out there We need to be praying Do we ever have to Give a long prayer No that's Jesus' job To give the long prayers If he so wishes Because he's the only Worthy to give those long prayers We just you know, Matter of fact Our greatest prayer Is just God's will be done and pray for his peace, never the doctor's peace. We need to see the sicknesses out there. Not every one of them need a physical doctor. Not every one of them have to go pay with their insurance, medical health insurance, to be healing. God is still able and He still desires to heal right there. We don't always have to leave it. I'm not saying I'm not disadvocating doctors, by all means God uses them mightily. But some of them are getting prideful. It says it about them. Giving money to the Cancer Society. It's not the Cancer Society that, that can cure cancer. Never has been. That's just research anyways. Research has already been done. We have the cure. His name is Jesus. Some of those that have cancers, especially some of those within the body, have cancers because we've turned away from God. Now, we don't know the reason. It may not have been they sinned. It may just so God can be glorified by the healing. Anybody ever been blessed to attend a uh, cancer survivor's day? Listen to how many of them actually will stand up boldly and say I thank Jesus Christ for healing me and for utilizing Dr. So-and-so's hands, whoever the doctor was. I was blessed to attend one because somebody I cared for one time in my life went through cancer treatments. None. Repeat, none. This was only in Winston-Salem, South, North Carolina. None of them gave glory to God. That grieved me when I heard it, and I was not yet regenerated by religion. But God was already at work in that situation. We need to remind people we have the, the Jesus that still heals, that is still. Wants an intimate relationship with us. Wants to spend time. Wants us to fellowship and walk with him. And I'm getting cut to the heart as I'm talking. How are we looking at the sinners? How are we seeing those that are in financial need? Now yes, most of us are in financial need because we made bad business decisions. But for the majority of us, we repented before God and turned from it. Does that mean God wants to keep us in it in his manner No. He wants to make sure we don't get back into it again because so many us we get a fix from the government. when we send people to the institution of church to meet our needs we just sinned against God. Maybe God wants to remember the disciples trying to went to Jesus trying to say hi I says send them away so they can go and eat Jesus, you feed them. Remember the five thousand multitudes? He told the disciples, You feed them. They didn't know how they were going to provide. Jesus did. Jesus made the way. He knew that boy was able to fish. He knew what the Father was going to do. Because he's one with God. He is God. He was God, he is God, and he always will be God. He uses people, he uses us. I get to go to work. Just something to ponder. Let's continue pondering these verses. I'm going to leave this open after a little while, a little while longer, love y'all.